Hey, girl. Grab your headphones. You know I'm not that friend that you can have on the speakerphone. <laughs> this is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast, and I am Kendra, also known as Yo Fly Auntie. This is a space for the grown folks, so sit back, relax, and get ready for takeoff, baby, because we are about to be fly. It ain't about a midlife crisis, but it's all about midlife flyness. Let's go. Hey girl, it's Kendra, it's Kendra. Come on in, sat on down, get yourself your mug, your cup, your whatever. Hi, welcome back. Welcome home, welcome in, welcome, welcome. Honey, how you been? Sis, you look cute. (laughs) I have missed you so, so much, everyone. I've missed you. My 50th birthday soiree, hey, hey, was a wang dang thing. Let me tell you something, y'all. It was an amazing, amazing birthday. I took the month of April off. I had my last ride with the fitness studio that I've been a part of for five years. That is a whole uh, ball of yarn for another day for us kits and kittens to get into. I kicked off by uh, closing that chapter of my life and took off on the most amazing amazing 50th birthday I could have ever, ever asked for. I spent time with my family and friends and that was all that I wanted to do. You know, after we had COVID for 20, and I, when, it, when we say last year, you know, it feels like it was 2019 because we missed so much of 2019 and 2020. So when you say 20, when you say I did last year, we did such and such, honey, I feel like we get a a scratch game for, um, (laughs) for, uh, 2020 because we just kind of miss so much, right? We miss so much. So I was able to spend time with my friends and my family in very deliberate spaces, you know, before I took my uh, sabbatical, my break, my hiatus, my hiatus, uh, I said that I was going to make sure that I got vaccinated and I did uh, double vaxxed and waxed, mm-hmm. <laughs> ready to hit the beaches, double vaxxed and uh, ready to go. So yes, was able to hang out with other friends that were also vaccinated and and we were doing small group kind of things. And that was excellent. That was excellent. And all I wanted really was to be able to spend time with my family and friends. And guess what? Guess what, boo? That is exactly what I did. So my actual 50th birthday, I spent a little bit of time in ATL. I can't say it. Why can't ATL? Ho. I spent time in ATL with Mm, some of my most beloved, beloved sister friends and had a great time and did nothing really. We went out a little bit and we ate, but when I'm talking about like one or two people, I mean, one or two people at a time, the biggest joy to me was to be able to hug my friends. There is something that is just magical about the presence of, the present, 
of presence. <laughs> There's something magical about that. And I think for me, I am the kind of person that I am very outgoing, but I'm also a little bit of an introvert. And so I know I am. Don't, don't say that. I, I really am. I know I'm, I'm a big mouth, but I am an, an introvert. And so, you know, you, you never know when your last time is going to be last time, right? And so not being able to see my peeps was really something that, uh, it shook me, right? It shook me because we, we were so in the groove and so used to being able to do whatever we wanted to do, whenever we wanted to do it, which never really should be that way, right? We should always treat our, our time together. Like you don't know when you just going to be your last time. So Atlanta was good to me, then flew down to Miami, 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 hometown, South Florida girl, flew down to Miami. I had a couple of friends that flew in from out of town. We did this really, 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 really cute penthouse suite overlooking the ocean and went out to dinner one night and the rest of the time, we just were in one another's space kikiing and hee-heeing and not even the kiki and the hee-hee to get a chance to have those conversations that you have with your girlfriends where you're on the phone and you know she needs you but you're so far away you want to give a hug and oh you want to celebrate you want to toast it up with them right and that that wasn't available to us in 2020 so to be able to kind of not not get a redo but just get to do to just get to do it was just really a blessing and truly amazing and uh, kicked it in Miami and kicked it around uh, the upstate of South Carolina a lot uh, here and there coffee and some 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 drinks you know my favorite is my martini my lemon drops I think I might have to add another teeny to my repertoire and it's not because I just like to drink martinis um I just became a martini girl because, you know, when you go to the bar and they do the mixed drink situation, they be putting too much ice in that shit for me. <laughs> if I'm going to pay for my liquor, I would like my full on drink. And some people don't drink. But if you're going to drink some, you know, wine, you can't water that down, right? Beer, it is what it is. Mixed drinks often get mixed in with a little too much water. I don't want no water. I didn't come here for water. <laughs> so, um, yeah, was able to do that and was able to wrap things up with my birthday month long celebration by celebrating with some friends out on the lake. We were out on the boat. We had a, a uh, an adult sleepover. And you know what? The funny, <laughs> the really funny thing about having the adult girlfriends, all of us sleeping over and, you know, everybody has like their families and some have kids that are gone and grown. Uh, but uh, the sleepover was done at 11. Everyone was like, okay, you know what we did? We did that. Yeah, we, you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and that was great too. It was really a very well-balanced thing. We hung out some more. And of course, I spent time with my boys and with my husband. And we had a great time. And it's just been great. And so I am recording tonight on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. That didn't sound good. That sounded like I was getting ready to use the other mother. <laughs> the mother. Yeah, no. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there, to all of the people 
who are mothers to other people's children, not necessarily by being a mother, a teacher, an educator, um, an inspirational person, a coach, you know, um, our children are surrounded by so many people who aren't necessarily their blood, flesh and blood moms that pour so much into them. And we salute you also want to honor those whose moms are they have passed on. They are a part of our ancestors now. I also want to honor those who want to be moms and have not had the opportunity or it has not worked out in your life that that is the case for you. I want to honor you and let you know that I feel that. Um, I want to honor those who have lost their children in some shape or form. Uh, and those who have difficult relationships with their mothers. I think that understanding what motherhood really means and taking some of the patina off of it, uh, especially in the black community, is super duper important. One of the biggest gifts that my mother gave me was letting me know that she was yet but a woman. She was just a woman who was doing the best that she could. When she could do better, she would do better. Sometimes she didn't realize until later that it was something better that she could have done. And that was a great gift to me. I've shared that with y'all before, um, that, you know, my mom was the ultimate in flyness because of many, many things, but mostly because she was honest with me about who she was. And so that was really, really great. I got a really special note from one of my mom's hospice care workers. She hit me up on Facebook and she told me, <laughs> This just always just touches my heart that she wished she would have met my mother earlier, but she was so glad that she did meet my mom because even though she met my mom by taking care of her as one of her hospice patients, my mother made a profound impact on her life. Ain't that what you want, girl? Ain't that what you want? Now you want, you want to be still making an impact, even as you walking on out the door, honey, as you cha-cha sliding up on out this mug, you still want people to say she is somebody that I admire. So that was pretty much what I've been doing. It was a huge deal, just taking the month off. I had never done anything like that. And again, something I learned from my mom, she was an educator. And I know I've said this, you know, I see this before, I've said it. But she would always make sure that she took every summer off. Lots of teachers work during the summer. Lots of them work because they have to. Uh, my mother always made sure that she lived in a way that during the school year, <laughs> she wouldn't be working during the summer. And that she would be traveling. And she was able to do that and live a life that, that really was a life that was a beautiful life. So with that, as an example, I knew that I was not going to be able to do much traveling this year for my birthday still. And you know, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, okay, but we can get outside. Well, we can't get outside like that, girl. We ain't do that. No. We ain't do that yet. <laughs> no, ma'am, no ham. Uh, so <laughs> I knew that I was going to get out, but I wasn't going to do a bunch, but I didn't want to feel like I had to do anything. And so for the first time ever, I had a sabbatical where I took actual time away from my job, my work life, my, my projects, my podcast, uh, my business ventures. I took time away from everything and I prayed over it and I said, if it's going to be there when I get back, then it'll be there. And if it ain't going to be there when I get back, I'm going to trust you, Lord, that something else will be there. This 
more in line with what I need for what I'm, where I'm going in my life. And everything is still in place. (laughs) So that's a blessing, but yes, no. And I explained it to people as that it has been one hell of one hell of, let me say it one hell of a year. And our mental and emotional well-being is, is overwhelmed. I think that we have some collective trauma that we'll be dealing with for quite some time. I know that I see it in myself. I know I see it in my friends. I know I see it in my children. And because of that, I just felt the need to just press pause. Now, when I started planning this out last year, I wasn't thinking that it was going to be like a full month, but that's how it worked out. Best decision I ever made in my life. Best, best decision I ever made in my life. And uh, I needed it. I really needed it. I needed that time to just be, to just be. And so that is what I have been doing. I've been following some of you on the grams and the webs and the things of the thing things and the gang gangs and the bang bangs. Listen, y'all are not playing out here in these internet streets. You just simply are not, honey. I see Beyonce shining, 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 shine. I have a whole new saying that I've been going into uh, about Beyonce. You know, when people say I'm Ray Charles to the bullshit, you know, I'm going to start saying I'm Beyonce to the bullshit. Here's why. Queen B, she hear people what people be saying about her. She hears all the things. And you know what she do? Ignore people. <laughs> you know what Beyonce does? Ignores the bullshit. So I'm going to be Beyonce bullshit going forward. So what have you been drinking? What do you have now? You know what I want to know. What's in your cup? Do you have your cup of fuck it today, sis? You got your cup of fuck it. Okay. All right. As long as you got your big cup of fuck it. You know, I made those cups so you can turn and created them so you could turn the, the, the cup of fuck it, the big cup of fuck it part towards you. So when you're drinking out of it on your zoom call, they don't know that you got a big old cup of fuck it right there. They are asking you them questions. They done asked you 50 lemon dozen times. <laughs> they don't know anything about it. So yes, ah, what is in my cup? I'm back to water. I need to detox. (laughs) I need to detox. So I'm back on water since I am back on water. But that is what is in my cup. And I hope that you guys have been having an amazing time in this month of April as it started to warm up outside and start getting that sundress weather together and get them toes dead, girl. And listen, I already know it's going to be some buck wild, you know, it's going to be some buck wild behavior going on out there. Protect yourself. Okay. My young, my young JV aunties, protect yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, take care of your body. Okay. And don't get wrapped up in a summer romance. It is what it is. Sometimes a thing is just a thing, baby. Hmm. Y'all know what time it is. Hey, it's time for the remix. This week we got a hot, hot, hot remix topic to talk about. A mother and daughter. Orthodontics. Orthodontia. A mother and daughter orthodontia. Orthodontic team. They are the, the second 
I'm saying the first. The second mother and daughter orthodontics team in the United States of these Americas. Their names are, excuse me, I'm sorry. They're in the metro area and their names are Dr. Jenna and Dr. Janelle McQueen. And it's McQueen Orthodontics Specialist. Dr. Jana first opened her practice in 1998 when Janelle was just a little old bitty baby, hon. And after watching her mother, Janelle said, you know what? If my mama is popping like that, I want to be popping like my mama. And so she went to Howard. Both she and her mother are Howard University graduates. Hey, Bison fam. And Meharry Medical College graduates. Ooh, the double HBCU magic of it all. They have three, him and him. They now have three orthodontic offices in the Metro D Detroit region. And they wanted to create a legacy of, of course, excellence, but to show that black women in the medical field can come together. You are already a bad, bad, you know, but to come together as a mother and daughter and to show the world how they rock it. How dope is that y'all? So if you're in the Detroit area, or if you just want to go and take a visit and you like, I want these sisters to work on my toothpaces because you know, orthodontic orthodontia is uh, an expensive thing, but it is, you know, your smile is one of the first things people see. So I love this and it is truly a remix because we have Mama Bear leading the way and doing her thing and flipping it around. And she could have sent her daughter off to school and they could have just worked in separate, you know, dental practices. But for them to open it together and to stay in the Detroit area and stay a part of the community. That is such a wonderful thing. Such a wonderful thing. Oh, honey, you thought that was all? Wait for the remix. So this week's remix goes out to two queens, not one, but two doctors, Dr. Janelle and Janae McQueen in Detroit City, honey. You are worthy of the remix. Hey, that's so dope, sis. Sisters, good looking out. Congratulations. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing, thing. Put your thing down and flip it and reverse it in the words of Missy Elliot. I think I might say Missy's name probably every week, right? Missy is worthy of every remix. I want Melissa to get her things. I don't think Melissa has been honored the way that she should have been and should be. You know, I think it's looking across the land. This is going way off the rip. We, we going off. We going off script right now. We going on, we doing off the road. We going off the grid. Uh, it is with a, a great deal of sadness, but of course not shock that you realize that everyone gets to be called a genius other than black women. Hold on in that, into your spirit for a minute. Not black business genius, not black genius, not black uh, black woman, uh, medical genius, science genius, um, 
not not genius. Genius is reserved for predominantly for white men, some black men and a few white women, others of other minority um, backgrounds, but not for black women. I think that it is high time that we start calling our geniuses geniuses. So um, young, gifted and black geniuses. So Missy Elliott shift cult. She shifted culture in such a way that I don't think that we are really in any way, um, it really even prepared to talk about what Missy did and what Missy is continuing to do. So maybe that's why Missy always jumps in my mind when I'm like flipping and reverse it. Cause that's just one of them moves. Right. And if you could put on a Missy Elliott, you know, <laughs> I was going to say album, <laughs> You could put like some Missy Elliott right now and you still going to bob, honey. You are still going to bob. I missed uh, SWV and uh, Escape. Not a big Escape fan, but I am a big SWV, uh, SWV fan. And I was um, in, at the beach with my family for Mother's Day. So I missed it. I missed it. So I hope that it was bumping. I, maybe if I get a chance to catch it this next week. I'll, um, I'll backtrack and flip it and reverse it. See, I did it again and, and, and let y'all know how I feel about it. And, you know, I'm sure it was wonderful. I just love, again, a genius move that during COVID, uh, our performers of the black community came together and had an ingenious way of keeping us home, keeping us safe and keeping us entertained by having those verses throughout the COVID season and another just to stop by on this with DMX's passing and with Shock G passing uh hip-hop legends that is another thing that we just have to really push forward the narrative on hip-hop geniuses uh R&B um black music geniuses when people look over DMX's life you have to separate the person from their art. And he was an artist. He was an artist. And in later in Shock G's life, and before even it was that, he was always seemed to be the kind of guy that he was bringing people in and making folks get taken care of and all that kind of stuff and was doing philanthropic work. And it is on us. The onus is on us to make sure that we tell these stories to each other and not just let um, this time slip away. Cause you know, it will. So yeah, black genius. That's you too, sis. Mm-hmm. So what's the poppin' topic? What's the poppin' topic? What's the poppin' topic this week? Well, it's cute. 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 Cause it ain't cute. I am not cute. I am a gall. Grown ass woman. I hate when I say, I don't want to say hate. I despise people calling me cute. I despise it. Cute is for puppies and churn. Churn. Children. It is not for a 50 year old woman. I I'm very serious about this whole societal standards regarding aging. And a large part of aging 
and specifically in our community in aging is beget the, the, as you reach a certain point in which you are no longer viable or considered to be, um, viable for mating and having children and all of those things that standardly have been a part of what we know in society, then people want to relegate you into the corners of grandma or auntie or flat, non-existent, non-sexual, non-present being. They want you to present in a way that is not too youthful. Ooh, she trying to look young and not too dowdy. Ooh, she dressed too old or she act too old. And I know for my younger fam, frams, family and friends and my little nieces and nieces, not little, y'all ain't little, y'all grown. My nieces out there and nephews too. I see you, baby. Um, It is hard because the pressure for young people is to look this way and feel this way and have this together and that together. And then by the time you get to the point that you really do have all of those things in your forties and fifties on up, then people want you to sit down and not take up too much space because you've had your time. Well, what they mean is you've had your time as a young person and that is what we value in society. And since you are no longer considered young chronologically, we would like for you, for your happy ass to sit on down and let us enjoy all of the young new people that are coming into society. And hear what I'm saying and hear me when I say it, hear when I say it, here, here it go. Fuck that. No, we're not disappearing. We're showing up. We're taking up space in our fullness, in our abundance, in our richness. And words like cute or adorable feel to me. Y'all hit me up if you feel as though I'm being a little touchy or I'm wrong. It feels to me as a kind of microaggression. It's a way to say, I see you but I recognize that you're no longer relevant in society in a way that we deem appropriate. So you're a little old lady. Look at you with your cute self. That's a cute outfit you got going on. Now for friends, if y'all ain't never met me in person, I don't wear cute outfits. I don't wear cute outfits to anything. I wear ensembles. (laughs) I wear ensembles. No, I don't wear cute outfits and I've never shown up any place in my life, in my adult life, where that it was something that I was doing that I was getting dressed for and being a part of that. It was cute. So to me, when someone says, Ooh, you look so cute. It sounds like you're talking to a child. It sounds like you're trying to minimize my experience. It sounds to me as though you would like for age not to be on the table and for age is not on the table. Then what is it? Right? If my fully realized being, mind, body, soul, sexually, all of those things show up in its power, it can be a lot and it should be. We are women who are filled with an abundance of riches that cannot be touched by the world. So, why would you look at a fully fleshed out 
grown big titty big not grown grown big titty grown big big titty age how about that bra age whatever <laughs> grown titty woman how about that grown titty woman and call her cute or adorable i don't care if she's 90 years old there's nothing cute or adorable about a mid-age and older woman here is why what you're saying when people say to you that you look cute is that you're getting they're preparing you to take up less space you see what i'm saying you hear me by calling you cute or adorable or giving you some name that you would normally give to a child they are saying to me it seems like i said it seems like a microaggression to me they're saying now you have reached this age you are no longer of use to society but i like what you're doing it's cute little pat on the head you want to start a business auntie oh that is so cute girl (laughs) see what people don't realize is that this is the age where you can really get fucked up like you will step to someone and say something totally out of pocket and you will get dealt with folded up and shipped back to your mama Mm mm-hmm cute adorable um what are the other words that people use when they're talking about grown women that normally would be used for puppies, kittens, and and uh, coats for a child. That's cute, right? Grown women deserve to be seen. They got to come up to you and come, are you okay with me calling you cute? No. How about we work on this as a society? Because guess what? You saw Ron Isley during... during um, during his verses right and uh with his gray beard and stuff and people were not saying oh ron isley is cute they didn't say that about him as a man they were like oh zaddy oh daddy oh ron isley oh he could be my sugar daddy oh this no they don't say that to us they say oh mama sit down oh women women over 50 should not have their knees out Women over 40 should not wear their midriff out. Oh, I never would do such and such. Well, baby, it's not for you. <laughs> I had a dear friend whose aunt told her, to her, her aunt is 80 and her aunt was getting ready to go to a beach party. And uh, they asked the aunt, um, you know, auntie, it's, it's a beach party. You don't have to get that dress to go to the beach party. And she didn't miss a beat, y'all. She turned to them and she said, darling, you aren't me. (laughs) Just the cold-bloodedness of it. Oh, I love it so much. But no, darling, you are not me. And because I have gotten older, not only am I going to do what I want to do, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. And what I won't do is allow for you to start treating me as though I can be over in the kiddie pool. I'm grown, but you don't want to see it. And society is like that. Society as a whole does not like to deal with age, and it certainly doesn't like to deal with people who are proud of their age. So it is a a very interesting space. 
to be placed in. But I would like to say, let's stop calling grown women cute and adorable and precious. And mm, I don't, I don't have no mom, y'all, because I'm just still stuck on cute. I really do. When someone, when someone calls me cute, I, I respond to them and say that that is not a word that I would use to describe myself. And it's normally received with, oh, well, I didn't mean to offend you. No, no, I'm just telling you that's not a word that I use to describe myself. So, and once you say that to people, then they know you ought not use it either. <laughs> if I'm telling you I don't use it, then it means you don't need to use it either. So yeah, show up in your fullness, show up in your realness, show up in all of your abundance. And if anyone can't deal with it, let them gag. Hmm. Wait, girl, hold up. I can't let you leave without something to take home. Let me get you some aluminum foil. This is a take home bag that I need for you to carry everywhere you go this summer. Hear me out. Listen to me good. Hear me when I say, (laughs) I need you to take this bag with you everywhere you go. Sometimes we go into different places and we forget that we are supposed to show up in our fullness. Sometimes we work in environments that don't allow for us to show up in our fullness. Sometimes we're around people who don't allow for space that we feel comfortable to show up in our fullness. So what's in this take home bag is a little, little dab of some, some space. You put it in your drink and you see it kind of, you know, expand like the foam bubbles. Like, you know, when you have a little Alka-Seltzer, Alka-Seltzer only going a little tiny old bit of water, right? But you put that thing in there and it'll bubble all over your kitchen, right? I want a, a Alka-Seltzer sized version of you for you to take with yourself. I want you to put it in your pocket, in your purse, in your pocketbook, in your um phone case. I want you to put it, put it wherever it will be most feasible for you that you know you will get back to it when you feel yourself making yourself small in order for others to feel comfortable. We're no longer doing that in 2021 as we have started to enter back into the workspace, like in the actual physical workspace. Many of us have been in the workspace, but some of us have not been back yet. And, you know, everyone's getting used to being around one another again, right? What I want you to do is, especially if you're doing a Jay-Z, allow me to reintroduce myself situation. I want you to show up full, full, not full as in full of yourself you could be that too if that's how you rock I don't have no problems with that but full as in in your fullness to show up with all your gifts and all of your talents and all of your beautiful heart mind body and soul to give it with abundant caution is understood but you still must give it The world needs what you have. And if you are only showing up and giving little teeny, teeny, tiny sizes of yourself, you know what you're also doing? You're lying to yourself. Ouch. You're lying to yourself because you know that you are capable of doing far more. I know you're like, well, I'm not doing a whole lot more for these motherfuckers at work because they don't appreciate me. 
true. But do you appreciate you? If you continue to show up in your absolute, full, rich, amazing, abundant self, I can promise you this. Whoever is meant to find you can find you because they can see you. Yeah. If you're in the back playing the wall, not because you, you know, a black back in the play the wall kind of person, because, you know, the whole deal is it's not where the center of power is. Wherever you sit, the center of power shifts. (laughs) Let me say it again. Wherever you sit, somebody can sit at the head of the table. Somebody could sit at the head of both ends of the table, but they ain't you. Wherever you sit, wherever you stand, wherever you place yourself, it is like a centrifugal gravitational pull. It comes towards you if you are showing up in your fullness. So that's what I'm sending you home with. Some alka size. <laughs> Little tabs for you to drop down in some water or something and and watch it just rise up. And as a reminder to yourself that that little drop of that little medicine, it comes into that water and then it rises up and it takes over the whole thing. And that water goes from being water to being medicine. Hmm. The water goes from being water to medicine, y'all. all of your fullness. Hey girl, so you know what time it is. You can take those headphones off. You can take them off, sis. I'm done. I'm done for today, but not forever. So listen, it's always a ball hanging out with your fly ass. Look at you looking cute. (laughs) This is the Yo Fly Auntie podcast and I am Kendra. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. We need to get some more people in this room so they know that the midlife flyers are popping too, baby. Have a great week.